0: Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge,
1: all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in.
0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market, your weekly download of the generative art world. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston Cloud. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my great friend, Jared. You may know online as Jared underscore pause. How are you doing today, Jared?
1: Dude, I am living the dream. I've got eight naps, 2023 plan all finalized, and I'm prepared to execute it at a very high level. And quite frankly, I'm riding on this high from our 2023 prediction spaces, which we'll talk about, but just absolute banger.
0: Absolute banger indeed. And for folks who don't know, Jared, not only... Having a calming voice and being very very smart on all things NFTs, gener- generative art has a eight nap is his digital asset fund. So that's what he was referring to. Check it out if you're interested. There, I shill it. He doesn't, but I can because I have no conflict of interest there. I'm not an investor in there, just a supporter. And agree with you, man. The 2023 generative art prediction show was so fun. We you know we'll get to that. That's one of our stories, but. Really, really appreciate our guests and we'll, we'll shout them out when we get to it. And everybody who listened in and all of you for supporting us, the, the love is coming in and we thank you for reaching out. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this, please also give us feedback for things we can do better, not just uh, the fact that you're enjoying it, which we love to hear, of course, but we want to keep getting better. We want this to be a really useful service for the community and for you all. So thank you again for your support. And please continue to reach out. We appreciate it. So we're recording our weekly episode a day early. It's Wednesday, January 25th. That's because I will be out at the Vellon Mint tomorrow. So appreciate you all bearing with that and appreciate Jared for working with my schedule. Again, this is a video episode. We've gotten great commentary and reviews on that. So check it out on YouTube. We'll have it also on audio for those who want to listen while they're at the gym or whatnot. And we'll have a Twitter thread summary that comes out. And of course, our fantastic newsletter, which people are really enjoying. Have a lot of fun putting these together. Check it out on Substack. It's uh, a collectorscorner.substack.com. It's also in our Twitter profile. And with that, the last thing is we'll we'll let you know which art we own. We always put out disclaimers for stuff that we're talking about. We don't want you to think we're shilling our bags. We are often recommending things that we own, but that's because we like them and we think they're great. All that out of the way, let us go to the macro. We start with the overall cryptocurrency landscape because that affects significantly liquidity and prices in the art side. Bitcoin, last seven days, up 8.7%, Jared, $23,000. And actually had a bit of a pullback, but it seems like that pullback is being eaten away right now. Ethereum is up 1% on the week at $15.92. And the other very relevant token is xtz for the art side which is up to seven point one percent to a dollar and eleven cents do you have any thoughts on the macro as you have been seeing it jared
1: still a broken record waiting for it 1650 on eth is what i was looking for uh to break out it hit there had a really sharp pullback but it's you know just as you said climbed away at it and and growing so I'm waiting for that breakout moment, uh, one way or the other. Uh, selfishly, I want it to go lower so I can accumulate more, but I think it's good for the system if it goes up. So, again, man, I'm waiting for that breakout moment and just holding my breath.
0: Yeah. And look, some might say it has happened. I think it's more, in my opinion, confirmation of the breakout. I mean, Bitcoin's up $6,000, uh, you know, around 17,000 to now 23. Some might call that a breakout, but I hear you. It hasn't been confirmed. And I think, The market feels the same way as you see that there are a lot of wrapped ETH bids being accepted. So that's a little qualitative. But let's head over to NFT price floor to look at our blue chip art index over the last seven days, primarily on the Ethereum side. In terms of, uh, you know, we're going to ignore friendship bracelets at the top and, and talk about that separately. In terms of sales volume, we have 13 sales by Factura. Uh, sorry, from Factora by Matthias Isikin, GM Dow project that we love. Full disclosure, we're both holders. Chromy Squiggles, 12 sales. Actually relatively slow for uh, a seven-day period there. And Meridian, 10 sales high for a seven-day period. So definitely some interesting movement and action there. In terms of floor price, Ringers up 20%. I think that's probably because there was a, a couple that were dropped low to get sales. Saw a sale for 35 Ether. Synapses is up 15% and Gazer's up 12%. So that is the blue chip side. Do you have any thoughts on the blue chip NFT market in the past week, Jared?
1: Yeah, it's been very invigorating to see. I mean, there's been some really great sales, uh, both on the Fidenza and Ringer side, and um, a, a great newsprint Meridian sold at a crazy wrapped ETH bid that I'm kicking myself for, for not putting in. But I, I think it's very, very invigorating. The overall volume of the market's not very like voluminous, but at the end of the day, like there's some really great sales going on. and I think it's a testament to great art being collected.
0: Yep, yep, 100%. And we'll have to go back and check, but I know I'll look it up while you talk about FX Hash. But I know there was a, a large Fidenza sale. So while I'm looking at that, what are you seeing here on the FX Hash side?
1: FX Hash, uh, you know, one, I wanted to point out that uh, our call last week at Tesseract broke into the the top five. But overall, I call it some pretty steady volume and typical of what we see a, a good blend of some old and new projects. At the top, we have uh, Richter. And then number two is actually a release that came out today with 36.3 Studio Yorktown, the Perpendicular um, Inhabitation. Three is Garden Monolith with a really awesome sale. Four is Tesseracts. And four is Glossolalia.
0: Glossolalia. Yeah. So that's like a that. medical term there. Well, even better. I,
1: I didn't even uh, phonetically get there, but uh, by Jairus, which is an awesome, awesome artist. And then in the top 15 really great uh, um, I'll call it spread between I was actually going to point out our uh, fellow grailer a horndog has a really great he had a really great uh, kindergarten monuments pink by earlier today and then zan can picking up so overall really beautiful distribution and uh, I'd like to see it the volume up a little bit more but just as always it's spread out across a lot of different projects and it's very invigorating to see
0: Absolutely. And, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you're on this screen, which is just FX Hash's website, then you click on marketplace, go to the 24 hour and just flip through if you want to find some great art, a lot of it for cheap, uh, not some of it, not for cheap, but you, you get a really great sense of some older art that isn't getting a ton of volume because there'll be a, a purchase here and there. Squiggle update, Jared. What are you seeing? This is a, it comes as a little bit of a surprise. There's only,
1: uh, 177 ETH in seven day volume. That's a decrease of 768 ETH from last week. Um, I think that's really telling as to the market in general. I think people are a little bit hesitant trying to figure out where things are going. I don't think it's a good or a bad sign, but just definitely a lot slower on the week with only 12 sales. Um, the floor, when I wrote my notes was 14.5, but somebody, uh, just bricked one at thirteen point three, so that's a, you know, basically a two point five ETH decrease from last week. Um, some notable sales, you know, going back to wheat season, there was a beautiful low color spread slinky that was acquired. There was a really really low sale on a color spread thirteen that was absolutely beautiful, and then a crazy wheat sale on a color spread uh, eleven. So. You know, if you're out there and you're really grinding, uh, there's some opportunities for you, especially if you're looking to get into the market, a lot of people take in some some lower, I'll call it uh, lower offers. And you know with that being said, seeing the kind of the dip, I'm really looking for some support in the sixteen to eighteen k USD region. I think that will be a good sign if we can at least hold that territory.
0: Fantastic update as always. Love to hear it. Did see a lot of those little color spread sales selling, you know, at at flourish prices. Uh, They were a little bit above floor, but that slinky was something, man. I don't have the liquidity for it, but I surely wish that I did. Next, a segment that we are continuing as we get a pulse on the market is friendship bracelets. So why they're a new collection. This is a crazy liquid collection and I personally believe that this is a good bellwether for liquidity in the market, which matters. It, it gives you a sense of how much confidence people have in buying and then their ability to later sell and and you know get their liquidity back if something else comes up. So taking a look at friendship bracelets, uh, and it might actually be easier over here on NFT price floor, the overall volume was 620 Ether. And contrasting that with last week, we were at um, I think we're at a, right around 1,000 Ether. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so my apologies. So volume is down here. We still have a lot of sales, 1,243 sales. It was about 1,600 last week. So there are more of the floors selling. So that tells you, again, that the market is not really willing to buy more expensive things and some you know we're getting some feedback that I I want to tell people they say well why are we talking about the macro like why does the Bitcoin ethereum price matter well this is this is exactly why you're seeing across ethereum across tezos across squiggles across friendship bracelets everywhere that volumes are down this is because of the macro people and because volume is down when you want to sell you're going to have to lower your price to make it attractive enough which often lowers floor prices. So for folks, you know, if you're really thinking about these as investments, you you have to start with a macro because that colors everything else that's going to happen. And and that is why we do this. And the reason why we have timestamps is because you can skip it if you don't want to listen to it, which is totally fine. Like we get that we're trying to make this comprehensive though and i wanted to just quickly flip over to blur.io where a lot of trading on friendship bracelets happens and you can see the depth chart here it's it's getting pretty thin before we see some jumps up uh, jump ups in price and of course a few more people will list but a lot of really smart people who we we talk to in the discords especially grailers see that this floor is thinning out there's only 3154 listed out of a total of 38,500. And it's like roughly seven, 8%. Uh, but you can see that a lot of people who had bought up at a higher price point are now exiting. So why? Why is this happening? If People are bullish on it. Again, people think that Ethereum and Bitcoin are going to crash down. They're trying to get their liquidity out because they're not confident that the market has turned. So I will stop hammering on why the macro matters for this. And, uh, but I wanted to address it because I really strongly think it matters. And if you're not paying attention to it, you should be. Okay. That let's first story. We had a absolutely fantastic Twitter spaces, which was our 2023 generative art prediction show. It happened today. We had an amazing lineup. We had Seth, the founder of bright moments. Who's also been a tech entrepreneur, literally going back to web one, multiple successful exits. And he's clearly an OG because his Twitter handle is literally at Seth uh, Sophia Garcia from Artex Code, who's amazing, an OG in the generative art space. Chris Cantino, huge Gen art fan, the founder of uh, CPG Crypto Package Goods, and really has had a lot of experience in the packaged goods consumer packaged goods industry, and is is kind of marrying that with Web three. Really interesting and huge Gen art collector. Grant Yoon, fantastic artist one of the top selling super rare artists and a huge gen art collector to the pixel on our screen. This is James Merrill, who did Ori. Awesome guy, huge fan of the podcast. He's coming on soon. So we'll have an episode for Ori coming out for you all. Cypher, the founder of GM Dow, really, really great guy. He made time for this, even though their drop is coming out just in a couple of days. So appreciate him doing that. Bonafide Han, founder of DECA. And of course, Jared, founder of 8NAP Fund. Jared, How did you find the spaces?
1: I absolutely loved it. I think it's one of the best that we've done. Obviously, strong biased, but you came up with some great questions. The one in particular that uh, was framed as like looking around the corner. One of the unexpected trends for 2023, the responses that came out from the the panel was just, it was so insightful. Everybody was able to, to pull from their own I'll call it relevant experiences and, you know, for anybody listening here, go and listen to it. I'm going to go back and listen probably three or four times because there's just so much amazing stuff. In addition to a little bit of alpha dropped by Seth from bright moments, which was
0: like, got an incredible reaction. So it was just, it was a lot of fun, man.
1: It was just so much fun.
0: It was, it was. Thank you again to our wonderful guests. Thank you to some of the folks who hopped up on stage afterwards, DeFi staker node, Um, tib and uh, chatted with some of our guests and you know we only got through six categories because we had a ton of guests and really it was just fantastic though because of their thought process and hearing what such smart deep thinkers builders in the space are focused on so we got through most expected trend least expected breakout genre or style comeback collection breakout artist artist of the year we will be putting this out on the podcast. It's up here on Twitter if you want to listen and that'll be out on YouTube and we will also put a tweet thread together that summarizes what everybody wanted uh, what everybody chose for their picks. It it'd be it's stimulating and it will also help you find great art and great artists. So check that out. I think you'll enjoy it as much as we did. Our next story is also about Bright Moments. Seth talked about this a little bit on our spaces, but Artblocks has partnered with Bright Moments in their second collaborations, is the category that they call it. The first one is with Pace Gallery. It was a recent launch on that today, um, but that, that's that been going on for a while. They just announced this Bright Moments partnership, and it's really aimed to bring together the physical and digital worlds through one cohesive experience and Seth talked about this. Essentially, you'll be able to mint something online, but then go to one of the Bright Moments galleries and mint a second piece that is, a depending on the value of that NFT, could be a really good reason to make the trip out to New York or California or Mexico City or London or Berlin and, and soon Tokyo. What do you think about this, Jared? Do you have any thoughts on this kind of mixing the IRL in a much more incentivized way?
1: You know, I think the partnership's amazing. It's two amazing, I'll call it forces within Art coming together. The, the IRL portion, I think, is what we all crave. Having now spent uh, a couple IRL events, NFT NYC, Marfa. I'm missing out on Vellum, unfortunately. But it it just brings people together. And it just, I think, further strengthens the community and these two brands. It's It's a no-brainer, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we actually didn't include this in one of our stories. We could have for folks who want to go to Marfa this year, they already released the dates. It's September really 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, but they, I think they they will have something on Thursday, the 21st. Lodging is already extremely limited. So if you're listening to this and you want to go to Marfa, which truly is, in my opinion, the best generative art conference, if you will, or gathering, lock, lock down your hotels like ASAP. Jared and I literally like we, we we ran to the computer as soon as we saw it.
1: Yeah, I we can't overemphasize just the, the the gathering, the the collective of artists, collectors, just the openness to everybody and the access is absolutely next level. I mean, it's where we met James. It's where we met Harvey. I mean, we met so many brilliant, brilliant people uh,
0: I, and friends. I that- just love it friends that you've probably been interacting with you you'll meet us if you go there right so if you're listening to us or you're talking to folks on discord and they are gen art lovers there's a pretty good chance they'll be there so really recommend you check that out
1: be on the lookout for a a person in a three-piece suit i'll be the only one
0: dressed up that's right that's right i'll be wearing a hoodie most likely (laughs) all right jared our next story you know, the next story is a
1: really unfortunate one. Um, as some of you may know, security is paramount. Kevin Rose, also known as KRO, uh, just a hack of his wallet was confirmed. We're very sad to hear everything about this. It's very unfortunate. Uh, the assets that are publicly known as 25 squiggles and an autoglyph. I'm sure there'll be more. Um, they've said that they'll come out with a complete debrief on security next week or tomorrow, excuse me. But it's just a reminder that security is paramount. We're still in these um, early stages. Nobody is, you know, not susceptible to this sort of action. So please, 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 everybody listening, take your time, take the precautions. There's a lot of data. Six five two nine has a really great tweet thread about this. We'll, we'll I'll find it for you p and include it in the in the tweet thread here. But it's it's just a reminder that this is a still a volatile space and we need to be diligent in order to protect what we rightfully have collected with uh with a lot of passion
0: that's right and this is what comes with the decentralized nature of our space if if you want that decentralization then you you have to be careful because there's really no good solution when these hacks happen and you know Kevin Rills is very prominent and hopefully he'll be able to Get some kind of uh, compensation, or maybe buy these assets back for a, a reasonable price. But the truth is, he he shouldn't have to buy them back for anything, and there's no way for him to force that action despite his his prominence in the space. So, really sad for Kevin. I've been bamboozled before, not to this extent. I I would love to have a vault like that, uh, but I you know it doesn't matter, big or small. It's it's embarrassing. It's frustrating. So. You know, we feel for Kevin and for everybody, just a reminder, be extremely careful, mint out of a hot wallet, you know, don't connect to sites that you don't know. It's not worth it. Like whatever opportunity you think you might be getting, it, it might be half an ether, but it could cost you 50. So just be really careful out there. Yeah,
1: it's super unfortunate news, but just be diligent, read up on it. It will, it will save everybody a lot of time. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right, Jared. Let's let's get to our favorite segment: great art at great prices. This is
1: one that brings me a lot of joy to to present, and it actually just released today. Perpendicular Inhabitation by Studio Yorktown. It's doing really good. You know, even we can't keep up with the floor. It just jumped to one sixty nine. A lot of great buys. A lot of great art. Something to look out at. It's a five hundred and twelve piece collection. Uh, there's a couple reserves still left to be minted, but very cool integration of I will call it typical Studio Yorktown palettes. Uh, just the way the this is for those not on screen. It's usually an accumulation of buildings with different sort of facades, and the coloration is just amazing how it all comes together. The blending of the the sky. I, I really enjoy a lot that Studio Yorktown does. So really, really proud of what Bruce is doing, and glad to see that they're having their their moment in the spotlight here.
0: Absolutely, and. I know I said I wouldn't go back to it, but I'm going to go back to the macro for like half a second. This was actually a very, very high drop, but it didn't mint out finally until about 96 Tezos on the Dutch auction. It started at 512. So again, people are not quite comfortable spending their liquidity right now. Just keep that in mind. But that is why we talk about great art at great prices, because you don't have to spend a lot of liquidity. One I wanted to highlight is Orchids by Luke Shannon. Currently at a 1.5 Ether floor. And extremely happy to be able to show this to you on video because this is a really beautiful collection. This was uh, done with bright moments and it has perpetual motion. People really, really love Luke and love this collection. He's very young. He's got a really bright future in front of him. So, you know, whether it's Luke or this collection, both are good reasons to consider picking this up. Um, But the best reason is because you love the art and it is affordable at the time. The next one I wanted to highlight is The Spring Begins with the First Rainstorm by Cole Sternberg. We actually just had Cole on the podcast yesterday. So that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, Cole is a a really interesting guy. Crazy hard worker, was a lawyer, then became uh, an artist, a traditional artist, became successful as a traditional artist, which is tough to do, and then picked up code and dove into generative art He's been refining his craft and will be coming out with another collection soon, which is related to the spring. It's sort of like uh, the next in, in that series. Currently, the floor price is 0.1 for Ether, and there are some beautiful outputs here uh, near the floor. Here's one that I particularly like. Uh, again, I cannot promise you that you will get a financial return here, uh, but if you like the art and you like the price point, it, it seems like it could be palatable for many
1: yeah and what i am excited about is the release of the podcast is the the story behind it just the intention that goes behind the art such a very accomplished i'll call it trad art artist i mean these are these are beautiful and the story is next level it's it just so much thought had gone into this yeah really really cool
0: um let's let's go to upcoming drops Jared.
1: First on the list is Balagon by Sapir Cohen. It's the GM DAO drop that will be coming out on the 28th. There's a really cool, interesting dynamic here. It's a 555 piece mint with a half or a quarter, excuse me, ETH mint price. So the the mechanics on this is I think this is the first time they're deploying it. But the, the GM DAO token holders get the first go at it obviously there'll be a raffle because there's a thousand um, pass holders and only 555 on the release. But then anybody who holds a GM Dow piece of art gets the next run at minting and then public. So my guess is it'll never go public, but what's a really cool way to integrate the community into this is if you own a GM Dow piece of art, any of them, then you have an opportunity to, to mint on the second round. So, really fun dynamic there of allowing um, additional collectors. And if you, if you can't afford the five ETH floor on the GM Dow token to still have a shot at this. So fantastic art. We've been, you know, really googly eyed over this one for some time, but the outpits or outputs are just very reminiscent of kind of that nineties, eighties baby style um, input. So I'm I'm super enamored and excited about this one.
0: Yeah, it's it's really playful and beautiful, and I like how they mixed colors in well. And you know, I haven't seen all the outputs here, but they are there are certainly very very beautiful. And our friend Defi Staker loves this collection. He, he's been waiting for a while. He's been a follower of a superiors and, and been looking out for this one. Do do you think Jared, this will even get to the studio collector mint? Do you think the GM DAO holders might just take all five fifty five?
1: Well. The short answer is, yes, I do believe there will be an opportunity. The long answer is not for long and not many. I, I can't remember, but I think the last one, Apollo minted out like somewhere around 500 of the registered 555 for the token holders. So there'll be a little bit that will be available, but, you know, probably guess for and um, just an all out rush towards it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely that makes sense and you know gm studio is just doing amazing work i think that it, it just continues to grow in prominence and we have a, a a note on mind the gap coming up a little bit later in the episode so i, I agree with that assessment the next one to talk about that we both want to talk about oh actually let me let me just pause really quickly um disclosures uh, jared do you own a perpendicular Inhabitation? By through to Yorktown?
1: I do not. I'm okay. waiting for a secondary to figure itself out.
0: Right. Me neither. Um, I own one Orchids, one the spring begins. I believe, Jared, you don't own either of those, correct? Correct. Okay, perfect. And, and I'm not planning to mint Bolligan. don't own the GM GMDAO token. I know, Jared, you might for the fund, uh, but I guess we'll see. We don't have to disclose something that hasn't happened yet. We will um, be buying. <laughs> there you go. Proof Grails. uh, Jared, you you picked one of these, but I guess let me give the context for people who may not know. Uh, The Proof Collective has a, let's call an exhibition, an event called Grails 3. There are 20 pieces from 20 different artists, and you don't know who they are. You have to mint and decide which one you like without knowing the artist, and then they will be revealed. The reveal is happening on Friday, the 27th of January at it is, I believe, 11 a.m. Pacific, which is 2 p.m. Eastern, which is 7 p.m. UTC. They changed up the mechanic this time. We were on a Twitter Spaces about it. I think we mentioned in our last episode, but essentially they have generative pieces, one of one of ends. They have, uh, you know, this here, grail number nine. There are eight different options. That's what this number means. And this is always a fun thing for the community to try to figure out who's who. And the artists are often told to use a different style than what they're known for. So it, it becomes a little bit tough. I know Jared minted number 16 over here, which is awesome. So that's kind of the context. And yeah, Jared, what are you what are you thinking? Are you how are you feeling about this upcoming reveal?
1: So first off, what Eli did on the the Grails three mint mechanics and gamification, I think is truly next level. Um, you know, it went from Grails 2 or 68% minted out in the last, you know, day to 68% percent minted out day 1 and people were just rushing because these editions were effectively weren't open editions they were some of them limited to to 50 pieces so it, it definitely changed up the dynamic there's obviously the obvious dgen pieces honestly grail 16 didn't get any love the one i minted and i'm trying to figure out why cuz i think it's beautiful there's an audio component to it and quite frankly the fact that only i think 18 were minted i think puts it in one of the lowest minted pieces Uh, in the collection which i think is a really interesting dynamic um but more than that i think that uh uh, you know the integration of generative art you know grail number 13 i think minted out within an hour or two a lot of speculation myself thinking it's harvey i mean then you know eli coming up and basically telling people like guys grail number nine and 11 like are really like low mint numbers out of the total of 150 i mean look at that grail nine 26 pieces so generically speaking if there's only eight variants there's roughly three of each you know i mean you're you're effectively getting a really rare piece from somebody and you know you kept pushing it so i think there's there's i'm rambling but grails three was i thought a really cool dynamic um it keeps me on my toes it's kept me guessing and realizing that. Uh, there's still a lot to be learned uh, within the generate system. Cause just what you think, you know, you may not know, but overall, man, I just think it's an exceptional drop and these are uh, the outputs are awesome.
0: Yeah. And I, I just wanted to, I actually think Jared, if I had a pass, I would have minted number nine. I think these are just amazing the way they look. I, I I like yours a lot too, but I think nine is, it's also very interesting because there's only 26 of these, but they're, Editions of like, there's only, there's eight different variations, right? So any single one of these is going to be quite limited and it's not the same as a one of one of N, but this could be an extremely prominent artist that, you know, has editions of a hundred that sell for three ether. Like who knows? I'm not as up to space on that. So why are we including this right now in the upcoming Mints. This is all minted out. You, you can no longer mint one, but you can buy one on the secondary. And I'm extremely interested to see how secondary price action moves when the artists are revealed. I think if you are wanting to pick up a piece and maybe your favorite artist is revealed, uh, a 3 or floor might be cheap for that. Although right now, nobody is willing to sell these for below mint price because they, well, the gambler's premium, as they call it, or the speculator's premium. It's worth more until you know who it is, unless that person is uh, very, very prominent. So that could be fun for folks. Symbol One, you want to talk about this project, Jared?
1: Yeah, Symbol One is an Art Blocks Presents piece uh, or or project. It's set to release February 3rd, so a little over a week away. 300 pieces by Emily Wheel. I, I think it's just, to me, it's beautiful. I think the outputs uh, are absolutely stunning. And I think it's just something to keep uh, an eye on. I think a lot of you know my twitter feed is very supportive of emily i mean even what you have up on screen for a possibility i think it's just it's absolutely stunning i love the way the colors fold it's almost got this linen and transparent overlap to it it's i just think it's absolutely stunning it's something i'll be keeping an eye on and you know tracking yes. very closely
0: 100 i i agree with you jared and what's interesting is there's some text that is included in you can kind of see it here you got to zoom in in this artwork and I also wanted to highlight to people watching that if you go to these art blocks pages now the the project pages and you can scroll down and click on explore possibilities and generate other outputs from the actual algorithm so you before it comes out you can get a sense of of the range here and, and sometimes it's it's quite slow i think it's uh, destroying my computer at the moment which is why we can't why we can't see anything so i'm gonna i'm gonna stop this but take a look at that play around with it 80th or starting price and this is not a curated so although collector's corner is is getting bigger and we're excited and thank everybody for following us and and tuning in uh, we don't think we're big enough to to get this to be curated level hype and that offers an opportunity because i'll be honest with you i don't love going after collections that are super super hyped it's just it's a battle it's stressful and a lot of times you might end up overpaying so this is one that I think will fall out of that while still being quite beautiful. Let's highlight some artists. First one that I wanted to highlight is MP Cause. Why? Well, first of all, he's an awesome person. We we met him in Marfa. Really, really cool young guy. Very successful. Has had multiple Art Blocks projects. Most well known for Chimera, which is a beautiful, beautiful project. And and you know we're actually going to highlight it later, so I won't pull it up now. And he also had a project called Tectonics, which I really, really enjoyed. And I'm going to show this one on the screen because it's just just stunning. Uh, but also in our awards show, sorry, our, our 2023 prediction show, his name came up a couple of times and uh, he he is going to be doing something uh, coming up with uh, bright moments, as they mentioned. So really great artist, fantastic work. Keep an eye on him. The people think he's going to have a big year and uh, we do not disagree. Why don't we jump ahead to to Nat, uh, Jared? Since I've been talking a bunch. Yeah,
1: you know me phonetically. I'm, I'm screwed up, but Nat Sarkisian.
0: I'll I'll say it. I'll say yeah. That you did that perfectly. I I don't know, so I apologize if I'm wrong, Matt. But the, it sounds like an Armenian name. I know he's from L.A. I was out in L.A. a lot of Armenians in the the Glendale region. If you're familiar, Jared. I am. Spent a lot of time in SoCal, but. You know, uh, again,
1: in our uh, 2023 predictions show, a lot of love for Nat came up. And so we just wanted to to highlight a lot of his drops on Tez. I'm particularly drawn to one called Artifact. I think it's it's almost reminiscent of Gallin's type work, honestly. Uh, it just it has some sort of resonance to me. Um, and the Eucalyptus and Sagebrush just came out uh, in very, very well-received Super High Floor. But, um, you know, I, I think that it's just, it's, uh, I think it was described as a, basically an American Zan can with uh, a bit more color. So I think it's a, it's an interesting take, but you know, the, dude, the Bardas, those, uh, yeah, the one you're yeah. in right now, like some of the outputs on this are just absolutely stunning. Wow. And right now it has a 399 e floor. That's a really, really beautiful project it's almost got like that impressionist type view almost like impasto to me
0: but mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know it's the ones with the the rocks in it i think are just like really really stunning i'm gonna be yeah. taking a closer look at these
0: wow yeah no this is actually a collection that's held in extremely high regard on fx hash so maybe this should have been an art to watch but yeah certainly nat has really Beautiful style and a lot of lot of love coming his way. So, and uh, oh, and also th- that was a, a little bit of of the alpha. Apparently, he will be having. Uh, this was on our Twitter Spaces. He will be having an upcoming release on a prominent Ethereum based platform. We won't say which one, but that is also another reason to keep an eye on that. The last artist we wanted to highlight is Anna Beller. Anna has some really beautiful work. And on object, on verse, and on foundation. Recently, she had a drop on verse called uh, Lacquer Shapes. Now, I'll, I'll quickly uh, show you all this because it I, I, tra- I don't know if I told you, Jared. I tried to get this, and I could not get it. It sold out so fast that it was shocking to me because Anna is not as well known yet. I think she's going to be more of a household name soon. But you can see th- these are quite beautiful here. And I think it really resonated with folks in, in the price point. I think these were like 200 US dollars or, or maybe even less than that, uh, 250 US dollars. My apologies. And the floor price, well, none of them are for sale. They are for sale, I believe, on OpenSea, but they're, they're, they've done quite well. And I think it's it's really put Anna on the map. It's a, another artist who, who I feel like Verse has, has really put on the map. So take a look at her. She's got tons of really nice stuff on Object to just collect, tons of addition, like Really, really good. Not not like too much, but very, very good work. Let's head over to some art to watch. We start with uh, Mind the Gap by Mount Vitruvius. Now this is GM Studios first collection, I believe, or perhaps the second, Uh, certainly the one that has the highest floor and gets the most attention, beautiful. And why are we noting this? It's because Mount Vitruvius has uh, teased on Twitter that they will be having a new release coming out on Art Blocks called Render Games. Um, I, you know, I won't take the time to pull it up. Take my word for it. But we think between GM Dow releasing another project with Balligan and this Render game coming out on Art Blocks that this collection is likely to get even more attention. And it's beautiful, so check it out see if you like anything, see if it fits your price point um, or your investment thesis. And if so, this might not be a bad time to grab one. A4 mentioned Eucalyptus and Sagebrush by Nat Sarkissian. 1, 1, 1.1 thousand tezos floor. So doesn't meet our great art at great prices threshold because the price is a little bit higher, but the art is great. And people, this one really, really resonated with people. I think that it will be one that continues to do well um, full disclosure, I do not own this one. I believe Jared, you don't either. Um, also don't own the Mind of the Gap. And then the other art to watch before we get to the charts is Chimera by MP Cause. I also do not own any of these, um, uh, but this is a really, really beautiful art blocks curated collection that is, uh, it's it's one of these collections that has perpetual motion and let's find a good one here. Um, we're on sansa.xyz this time rather than OpenSea and hopefully my computer can handle it. And if not, then you know what, let's just try actually clicking in here. But these are these are worth actually, you know, going and taking a look at. They look beautiful by themselves, but they have perpetual motion as well. And unfortunately, my, my computer's not really cooperating with me here at the moment, but take a look. A lot of people really like these and, and some of these have started to move recently. All right, Jared, you wanna take us home with some charts?
1: Yes, let's talk charts. Uh, one that I'm particularly entertained with and it's got my attention is the uh, Factura. If you click over to all and USD, you know, you're looking at there's just a, a two ETH sale that kind of popped it above that two ETH or two K sale. Sorry, there's a two ETH sale that popped it above the two K price point. And the other thing that I'm looking at uh, is, you know, the supply is getting constrained, and more than that, the listing prices are at that um, that two K point. So it's been some pretty steep resistance in the past. If it can break through that. I think that there's some upside, you know, the, the listings on it right now are pretty thin to get to a, uh, a 50% price rise. Um, and, you know, I was able to to snag one out of my public wallet uh, utopia for 1.2 weeks. So there's some deals if you're going in there, um, you know, I, I, I still have conviction on this one, just based on the artist. I think that with the art blocks, uh project being announced there will be some additional attention to mv and it will i think maybe create some hysteria around the the collection but you know i i really love the holder base on this a lot of very notable collectors and artists so it just it seems to have all the the characteristics of something that's um um good both for a uh, um i'll call it short and long-term plays depending on how you how you look at it but really like the chart on this one. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Jared and I are both holders. I think this project is one that truly suffered from the bear market and seems to be having some signs of life. So excited to see where it goes. And uh, like we said, we're pretty bullish on GM studio across the board.
1: Yeah. And the next one on my, my radar is memories of Keelin. Um, th- this is more about, uh, opportunity, you know, not necessarily like price appreciation in the near term, but if you go to the analytics and scroll down to the, one of our favorite charts here, the the market cap versus cost basis uh, in USD and ETH, you can see there's been a pretty sharp downturn to see it approaching that cost basis. So, you know, that would be indicative of of, uh, prices falling a little bit, but I bring this up largely because if you go to the floor depth tab, then you'll see There's a pretty thick floor of about 26 pieces uh, in order to get a 50% return. And I'm starting to see more come online, and that's indicative of the daily listing price uh, chart turned down a little bit. And I bring this up because, uh, you know, in the proof discords and, you know, obviously a a great project that's embraced by Grailers, it presents an opportunity to get what I would consider a floor plus piece at floor prices. You know, as that floor thickens up, people get a little bit paranoid. So if you're in the market for a memories, you know, by Emily G, you know, maybe something to start uh, clicking fre- refresh a little bit more often. I'm doing it myself. I think that, um, you know, there, there's some good pieces coming to market and it could be a good opportunity for those willing to, to put in the hard work.
0: That's right. That's right. And, and super quickly, if you're wondering, well, what are the good pieces is you can see here uh, the flock and the focal types tend to hold a premium And certain palettes tend to hold a premium. So take a look at that and uh, see if you see anything you like. Well, that is our show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you. We are at collectors underscore XYZ. I am at Aston Cloud. Jared is at Jared underscore XYZ on Twitter. We really appreciate you. Jared underscore pause. Oh my God, I'm sorry, Jared underscore pause. <laughs> my apologies. My I apologies. Know, It's all
1: good. I was like, I don't want this Jared underscore x y z getting any more followers. But that's showing That's a- uh, it. Is a follow up to collectors underscore x y z. Uh, follow collectors corner on Twitter. And to really reiterate what P mentioned earlier, please give us some feedback. We're always looking to improve. I mean, this being a video uh, presentation is a direct contribution from you know feedback uh from the listenership so tough love positive love all you all of it please send it our way we're really looking to improve this and and orient it towards uh, advancing it for each of the listenership
0: well said well said my friend well that is it for today thank you everybody we appreciate you and we will see you next week.